Welcome to the Nimrod Outdoors podcast, where we challenge and equip men, husbands, and fathers to become the spiritual leaders of the home. Let's dive right in. guys, this is Chelsea with Nimrod Outdoors. Thank you so much for tuning in. And hey, we are so thankful for our sponsors. Because of them, we are given the opportunity to invite men to participate in our retreat weekends, make this podcast, provide respite care for pastors and missionaries, and do speaking engagements. For every new sponsor that supports us for just $20 a month, we get to take another step forward in sharing the gospel and changing lives one family at a time. So thank you. If you're interested in becoming a Nimrod Outdoors monthly sponsor, please visit nimrodoutdoors.com backslash give. Hey, we hope you enjoy this episode. Well, what's going on, guys? It's M.A. Dozier with another Nimrod Outdoors podcast. And today, I really just want to share my heart. Um, I try and share my heart every time, but um, there's just been something that has been brewing over the past couple months um, that uh, just... Is deep in my soul, and I want to share it with you. And I don't want to share it with you out of gossip. I just want to share it with you out of the truth of the gospel. And what does it mean um, to have trials and tribulations in our life? And so, I, you know, growing up as a kid, um, I don't know about you, but for me, I was told, like, hey, give your life to the Lord, um, and if you follow after Him, He's going to bless you. And, uh, you know, even even in the church, you kind of hear murmurs, or maybe they don't directly say it, but they kind of allude to it, like your life will be better if you follow after Jesus. Um, and here's the truth of the matter. The closer I get my life to Jesus, I find that the harder my life is. Um, and it's plain and simple because the devil doesn't want us to get close to Jesus. He, we are fine and we are good as long as we are just on the line. Like we may say we believe in Jesus, but we're not going to actively pursue after Jesus. Or we may say that uh, we are saved, but our life is not moving in a direction that builds the gospel or builds the kingdom of Christ for his gospel. Um, and so I have found day in and day out that as I continue to push closer and closer to Jesus, the devil in the world wants to push me and prod me and bring up hurdles and bring up hardships and bring up tribulations. Um, and and we're, just to be quite honest, Nimrod Outdoors is in a, is in a season of that right now. Um, there's trials and tribulations, and uh, Jesus is not, he doesn't hide this in Scripture. I, I feel like a lot of times in the church, we don't want to talk about about this. We, we don't want to be open about it. Um, we want to skip over these parts of scripture, but, but Jesus was forefront and honest with his disciples. Um, and you see this first and foremost in John 16, 33. And he says this, he says, uh, I have said these things to you that in me, you will have peace in the world. You will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Now, as a young, as a young man, I, I would read this and I'd say, okay, well, I have peace in Jesus and, and I don't need to worry about anything because Jesus has overcome the world. And so therefore my life is going to be easy. Well, that's not what he's saying. He's saying you will have tribulations, but in the midst of those tribulations, you can have peace in me. Um, and so I really start diving into this and, and looking at it and being like, okay, God, um, you call me to pursue after you. You've put a calling on my life uh, for Nimrod Outdoors and to pursue men, husbands, and fathers for the gospel of Christ. Um, and 
you know, what happens if somebody comes at us to the point of even wanting to shut Nimrod Outdoors down? What, you know, what does that look like? And, and I wrestle with that. And ultimately, God gave me this. He said, M.A., your job is ultimately to give me glory. Um, that, is the, that is the goal of my life, is to give God glory. Um, in every circumstance. And so even though I feel like maybe there's distractions that distract me away from the purpose of Nimrod Outdoors or the purpose God has called on me, and maybe for you, you have a calling, you have a purpose, but it seems like every time you want to take a step in the right direction God's calling you to, there's a, there's a distraction off to the side. Well, I've really been sitting with God over the past just really several weeks and just saying, okay, God, there's a distraction uh, do I ignore it? Do I keep coming to you? And what he revealed to me was in the midst of that distraction is there are souls that, that need to hear about Jesus. And maybe they've heard about Jesus, but, but maybe they, they need to see Jesus living out in front of them. And so at the end of the day, everything we do in pursuit of Christ and pursuit of the gospel is about people, right? And so it's not about the people that fit in our box. It's not about the people that, um, you know, are for us all the time. It is about people in general. Jesus died on the cross for everybody. And so in, a, in the midst of a situation that doesn't seem to have forward movement for the calling in your life, it, it seems like a distraction. It seems like a hurdle. Um, if we can formulate our mind and we can concentrate on the fact that there are souls at stake, even in that circumstance, that seems like a distraction and a hurdle. And we can refocus our mind to saying, okay, God, this is about giving you glory. And so how can I give you glory in this situation? And how can I show individuals in this situation how good and great you are and that you have called them to a greater purpose? Um, and sometimes that's hard because uh, we are fleshly and we have pride and we have... Um, uh, we have our own ambitions. Um, and so, you know, when God called me to Nimrod Outdoors uh, in eighth grade, um, that's been my sole focus since then. Uh, and it, it took a couple, several years for the fruition of Nimrod Outdoors to come to be. Um, but at the end of the day, what I have to understand is Nimrod Outdoors is not the end goal of my life with Christ. The end goal of my life with Christ is showing everybody else who God is and bringing glory to his name. And so I was talking to a mentor, a spiritual mentor of mine, uh, just, just a couple of days ago. And I, I was saying, man, I'm, I'm struggling. There's some issues coming up. There, there's some, um, there's some forces against the ministry of Nimrod outdoors. And I'm trying my best to, uh, you know, represent God in the best way I can. And I also want to protect Nimrod outdoors. And the spiritual mentor said, Hey, I know God's called you to Nimrod outdoors, but if God decides to shut Nimrod Outdoors down tomorrow for his glory, then that is the perfect plan. And so he's not saying to roll, my, my spiritual mentor is not saying to roll over. He was not saying to do anything he, except for focus on Jesus and focus on bringing glory to his name. And the minute you quit fighting for Jesus, you're in the wrong. And so in the whole circumstance, and everything that's going on and going on in your life and, and when people are against you and people don't understand what you're doing and people don't, don't trust you and, and uh, they, they have made up, the devil has made up 
lies in their minds about who you are and what you're doing for the kingdom of Christ. And, and if, you're a, if you're in ministry right now, I know you know what I'm talking about. If you are a pastor, if you are in ministry, uh, the devil is crafty. And I guarantee you, every single one of you that are in that situation right now know what I'm talking about. Our focus needs to be solely on showing others who Jesus is and giving him glory in every circumstance. And what I find interesting is, you know, again, Jesus did not, did not hide this from his disciples. I mean, he, he was forefront and honest. And even in Matthew chapter 10, let's see, I'll flip there. Matthew chapter 10, starting in verse 16, he says this. Jesus is talking to, to his disciples. The, the title of this section is called Persecution Will Come. And he says this in chapter 10, verse 16 in Matthew. Behold, I'm sending you out as sheep in sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent of doves. Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to the courts, and they will flog you in their synagogues, and they will drag, you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake, to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. So what I find interesting here is Jesus is saying, hey, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. They are going to try their best to tear you apart. But here's the greatest thing, and this, man, this spoke to my soul because when I just want to squash a hardship and I just want it to be over and I just want it to be gone, this verse refocused me into the purpose that God has for me of just giving him glory because he says, it says, you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness, not to fight for what we think is right, not to fight for the the ministry the earthly ministry we have here he we are bringing being brought before them to bear witness of the goodness of god and bring god glory and shine the light of christ everywhere we go do we have that mindset do we have that mindset when the world wants to come against us with everything going on let's even talk politically let's talk about the church as a whole in america when when the world wants to come against the church are we fighting to hold on to what we have or are we fighting to give God glory? Are we looking at these individuals that the devil is using and we say, hey, I know it's not you. I just want to give you glory. I want to give, I want to give God glory. I, w- I want to love you and I, I, w- I want to show you who Jesus is. Or are we allowing the devil to fester up pride in our heart? Are we allowing the devil to use us to swing at punches that never meant to be swung because our job is not to defend the ministry or even defend the church. Our job is to bear witness to the goodness of God. And it goes on to say, it says, uh, you will be my witness before them, before them and the Gentiles. And it says, when they deliver you over, do not be anxious how you, to, how you are to speak or what you are to say, for you are to say what you are to say will be given to you in that hour. For it is not for you to speak, but the Spirit of Father speaking through you. So here's the thing. God's saying, hey, you're going to have trials. You're going to have tribulations. You're going to go before governors. You're going to go before kings. You're going to go before authority. And they are going to try and destroy you and destroy what you're doing for Christ. But your goal and your job is just to give glory to him. And don't worry about what you're going to say. Because it says in that moment, if we are truly fighting for what is true and what is right, and we are fighting not to try and hold on to something that is that is in our life, but really fighting solely to show others who Jesus is, it says the Holy Spirit will give us what to say. And in that moment, it will not be us speaking, but it will be Christ and and God himself speaking through us. 
What's up, what's up? It's time for that mid-podcast shout-out. But hey, we need some business partners to make a shout-out to. So by becoming a business partner, you get a place on our website and advertising right here on our growing podcast. To learn more, please visit nimrodoutdoors.com backslash ministry partners. Now, back to the episode. And so... Man, I, I'm going to tell you what, like this has been rocking my world for the past couple of weeks. And, and I, uh, we haven't done a podcast in a couple of weeks because, like I said, there's been a lot going on um, and we are we are trying to navigate some things. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, my dad sent me this verse this morning, uh, James chapter one, two, two and three. Um, and what's interesting here is James is the is the brother of John. And what I love about James is he is forward, he is upfront, he doesn't sugarcoat anything. He's basically like, hey, this is what you got to do, and this is how you got to do it. Um, and it's kind of funny. There's a pastor named Joby Martin. He says this all the time. He's like, hey, James was the brother of John. If you had a sibling, what would it take for you to believe that they are actually the son of God? And and he's talking about you know how James basically is sitting here saying. I fully believe that my brother is the son of God. Um, and James starts it off, you know, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't sugarcoat it. He doesn't come right in with like, you know, saying, hey, how you doing? What, what's going on? Um, he just straight up, first and foremost, he says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let the steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete and lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for those for the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. So my dad sent this to me this morning. It's James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. And like I said, James just comes out swinging right away, and he says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. I'm going to be honest with you. My dad sent me that verse this morning and I read it and I read it and I read it and I sent back a text to my dad and I said, this verse is hard because what James is saying here is that we are to count it joy when we come against trials and tribulations. I don't feel very joyful. I don't feel very hopeful. But James is saying and what Jesus is saying is like, hey, they came after me and they're going to come after you. And we are to count it all joy. We are to, we are to be almost excited that we, we are, are in the fight with Christ. Um, what's interesting in Acts, you know, you read about Acts and you read about the disciples being dispersed. And, and it says that the disciples got brought, between, brought before the religious council in the synagogue. And they said, you are no longer to preach about this man named Jesus. And they said, no, we're going to keep preaching. And so then they brought them in again, and it says that they beat them and told them to go quit, quit preaching about Jesus. And it says that they left the synagogues rejoicing that they were found worthy to suffer for the name of Christ. They were rejoicing that they got beat because of following after Christ. Do we have that type of faith? Do I have that type of faith? I don't know. I struggle with that. I, I see everything that's going on in the world, and I see Christians, um, you know, even Christians in third world countries and, and places where a whole lot worse happens than just a conversation when it comes to their faith. Like, they, they lose their life because of the faith they have. And I sit here and I ask, Lord, do I have that faith? And if I can't count it joy in my life over a simple 
issue that just requires a couple of meetings and just because someone doesn't agree with what we're doing and how we do it, do I have the faith to have trust in you that you have a perfect plan and that my only job, my only job in existence here on earth is solely to give glory and honor to your name in every circumstance? It doesn't have to happen through Nimrod Outdoors. It can simply happen. At the end of the day, if Nimrod Outdoors was to cease to exist, my job does not quit because my job is to tell others about him and give glory to his name. Is that the mindset I have? Is that the power that, that Christ lives in me that I can go forth with confidence knowing that I don't have to worry about anything because my job does not change no matter the circumstances, no matter the arena, no matter what stipulations and guidelines that this world tries to put on us. I'm going to shine Jesus no matter what. Now I say that, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking from a position of I'm, I'm wrestling with this every day right now. I'm wrestling with the fact of how do I continue to give glory and honor to your name? And I, I don't want, I have pride and, and inside my soul, I have, I have things that I have to deal with, but I pray every morning, Lord, how can I bring glory to your name in this situation? And I just pray that he shows up when he does. But Philippians 1.29, I know I'm talking about a lot of scripture here, but I, I want to make it clear that Jesus, Jesus did not say we're going to live an easy life. He did not see, say we are going to live a blessed life. He said we are going to live a life as sheep among wolves, that we are going to have trials and tribulations. And Philippians 1.29, man, it, it hits the nail on the head. He Basically, Paul says this, it says, For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ you shall not only believe in him, but also suffer for his name's sake. Engage in the same conflict that you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. So here's the thing. Just because we believe in Christ is not what we are called to. Paul says here that we are not just called that we believe in Christ, but also to suffer. And so here's the thing, as we move our lives and as we direct our lives closer and closer to the will of the Lord and what he is calling us to do, and we daily pursue after Christ, there will always be people that are in opposition against us. We may not know it, we may not see them, we may not hear them, but they're there. And then every once in a while, the devil will rise, raise one of them up to come against us. And in that time, what Paul is saying is, Let's put the suffering and the, and, and the hardship as a badge of honor on full display for everyone to see. Just like the disciples, when they got beat, they ran out of that synagogue and in front of everybody, they were rejoicing, rejoicing that they had gotten beat for, the, for Christ's name. What kind of impact did that have on the world around them? What kind of impact did that have for the people sitting there that does not know Christ and they look and they see that people are getting beat for the name of Christ and they are rejoicing because of it? What kind of power does that show of the joy of the Lord that we are supposed to have? And so as we move forward, and, and I pray that as if you're listening to this and you're in the same boat, I mean, I talk to pastors all the time and they are getting attacked on all fronts. 
They're getting attacked by, by people that love them. They're getting attacked by people that, um, or profess that they love them. They're getting attacked by uh, authorities and, 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 and just from all sides. They're, they're being, their names are being rubbed in the dirt and people are coming after them. If you're in ministry and you're a pastor, listen, one of the greatest advices I have ever heard was I was at a pastor's retreat and this pastor has a very thriving church and he, he was asked, by another pastor, he said, he said, man, he said, how do you do it? He said, how do you get up every day and continue to move forward when everything is against you? And this pastor looked at the entire group that was there and he said, because I have surrounded myself with men and women that are the baddest demon slayers I could find and they go to war for me on a daily basis. Men, listen to me. This is, my, this is my call to you. If you are going to follow after Christ, you need to build up a group of men around you that, you can, that can sharpen you and that can love on you and that can continue to encourage you, but also can tell you when you're wrong. One of my, one of my greatest friends that I have, and I tell him all the time, I'm like, you know why, why I appreciate you? I appreciate you because you tell me when I'm wrong. When I, when I get upset and I get frustrated and I'm like, can you believe this? He looks at it and he says, you know what? You're wrong. And he pushes back on me and he sharpens me and he changes my perspective and he points me back to Christ and he says, you're wrong. But in the same token, he is there to encourage me. He's there to better me and he is there to point me and sharpen me to the life I'm supposed to be called to toward Christ. And so today I just, I just say, hey, if you're going through a trial and tribulation, put the badge of honor on and say, Lord, I am honored to be able to suffer for your namesake. And, and honestly, guys, it, it is not up to us to decide, have a deciding factor on how it lands, okay? Let's go to, you know, my pastor was talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego before Nebuchadnezzar last week. And he said, hey, what did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego do? Nebuchadnezzar said, kneel down or I'll throw you in the fire. And they said, O king, we will not kneel before you because we know that our God will deliver us from you today. And he says, but even, and, and he said, but even if he doesn't, we will be rescued from you. See, what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew was that Nebuchadnezzar had the power to end their life, but that their heart and soul was resting so firmly in the foundational truth of Christ and a God and the goodness of who he is, that even in their death, they would be put into a place of absolute glory because they died for the name of Christ. They were willing to die for the name of Christ. Do we have, do we have that mentality? Do we have that heartbeat? Do I have the heartbeat that if Jesus decides today that Nimrod Outdoors no longer needs to exist and it is for the glory of his name, do I have the ability to remove myself and say, God, it is all about you, no matter what. It's not about Nimrod Outdoors. It's not about what M.A. Dozier wants. It is about what you want, and it is about your name, and it is about your glory, and however this lands, I'm going to praise your name no matter what. Today, as we go out, if we're going to pursue after Christ, there is going to be trials and tribulations. Scripture is clear. I pray that we have the perspective to know that it is, it is a badge of honor, just as Paul said in Philippians 1.29, but we also are to suffer for his sake. As you go out today, hey, look, let's remind ourselves we are to be humble, 
We are to stay focused and let's keep pressing forward, not fighting for what we want, but fighting for the glory of God. Y'all have a great day. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the message. If you would like to learn more about the ministry of Nimrod Outdoors, find us on Facebook or look us up at nimrodoutdoors.com. We hope you have a great day and we hope to see you next time.